You're listening to episode number 232 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Warning, the host usually enjoyed you. <laughs> Finish it. Warning, the host usually enjoy doing the show, and as a result, they usually laugh a lot. If you don't like that, please don't listen. We don't care. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Oh, she's thoroughly. Dick. <laughs> yeah. As uh, before we even. And I blame I, the whole thing on Tony. I don't. I. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't even care to, to go down th- this road because I wanted to start this this uh, the show off this week with explaining a, a side conversation that we we had about a time when no means yes in interactions between a man and a woman, and I would like to clarify it is very specifically in a happy marriage. Here, here, here's this. I am, I'm so concerned as to where this is going. <laughs> so, Phil discussed with his wife, or, or, or she heard through the grapevine, that uh, his, his PayPal donation said that he wouldn't consider the karma donation successful unless he had balcony sex, to which she rolled her eyes. And I said, <laughs> that's not a no. That's not a no. I go, and, and, and if, if she wants to argue it is a no, that's a no that means yes, because... My wife and I have a very interesting dynamic, and those who are happily married, at least those that that we have become close with, have a a very similar relationship that, rather than try and existentially explain this, let me specifically explain it to you. Karen and I play, I guess, what you could call a game of grab ass all the time. We're always swatting each other on the ass a little bit here. And we, we quickly learned that when the other one doesn't react, the game is not fun at all. I mean, either way, you know, she swats me on the ass and I don't say anything. It's like, really? Really? You're not going to say anything at all? I'm like, going, well, I, I don't mind if you do it. Like, yeah, but you, if you don't protest, it's not, it's not, it's much fun. And on the reverse, there are times where perhaps I'm other places. I'm thinking about other things and I won't swat Karen on the ass first thing in the morning. And she will come to me like, are we okay? I mean, is everything... <laughs> Did I upset you or anything? Like, no, what's going on? Well, you know, you just walk past me. So, and you so how does that me. translate into Phil and balcony sex? I don't understand. Well, because that, in, in the cases where a man says something that is 
is forward like that or that is is like oh this idiot that i am married to you know the the roll of the eyes the hey stop it stop it stop swatting my ass uh that's when no means yes oh my god <laughs> <laughs> well Let's i almost start the show he's mocking <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Just, just, just go. Just I, I, go. I almost think maybe we should go back to the name tag conversation because, <laughs> because that did not go the way I expected it to go in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Let, let's just let's just start the show. Well, well, I look forward to you keeping us all updated on how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, let's start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Only 15% of Americans had ever visited Las Vegas before the Mirage and Excalibur opened. Only six years later, that figure doubled to 30%. We got that from Super Casino. Wow. It's a book, I know, right? That's impressive. When did, um, when did Mirage and Excalibur open? Uh, Mirage opened in 88, 89. And Excalibur opened in 90. So, tail end of the 80s, still had a lot of oh, here's a little, discretionary uh, income. Here's some, no, here's some additional information for you that I was actually going to say for other random Vegas, but it fits perfectly for this. The Mirage was the first property to be built from the ground up in 16 years in Las Vegas. And ever since, maybe not ever since, shortly after... Atlantic City opened. Las Vegas was the second most popular gaming market in the United States until the Mirage opened. So they were in basically a 16, because that was, let's see, Atlantic City opened in the 70s, the mid to late 70s legalized it. So they were in a good 10 to 15 year slump losing to Atlantic City. And Mirage and Excalibur not only revitalized it, doubled the amount of Americans that had ever visited the place. Which and is really see, impressive. The second surprising thing, though, to me was that Atlantic City didn't become legal until the, the 70s, and yeah. those buildings were in rough shape when we were there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the salt water. Sorry. Tony. This is why... Oh, no, that's all right. It's just this is why it, it so saddens me to see Las Vegas not continuing to embrace what worked for them you know, back in the early 90s. Yeah. Stop the de-theming, start rebuilding. If you build it, we will come, I promise. Yeah. And we'll show up too. Well, the, see, the, prob <laughs> see, the problem is, like the themes, I get that, they, that they'll, they'll pull you here, but the problem is, is if you just keep adding big, beautiful buildings, like I'll even throw Cosmopolitan in there, but Cosmopolitan, Wynn, Encore, City Center, I, I, that's not drawing new people there. It's not gonna happen. I think what they really need to get back to is, and what they're really going away from, is the initial core idea that was already right, which is an inexpensive, you know, good gambling. I don't know if you want to go cheap food, but <laughs> again, but I, I don't know. We're, we're beating a dead horse. I mean, it, it, I, I do think it comes back to you can't if you start nickel and diamond everybody else, that it, it it becomes less of the. I don't know. I'm already boring myself. I don't I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. You know what I do want to talk about? The twit pick of the week. I find it very apropos that this picture was shared this week on what is quite possibly the last show we will do before 360 Vegas Vacation 4 begins. 
While Center Strip is most assuredly the theme of this Vegas vacation, the heart of it, and the thing I wanted to make sure I introduced and shared with so many of you was Cosmopolitan. To me, there would be no exaggeration in using the phrase dream come true if we ever ended up buying a condo, or better yet, moving to Las Vegas and living in Cosmopolitan. I can't promise any of you will develop the affection I have for the property and its amenities, but that isn't the point. The point is to share with you something that means so much to me. Minus the gaming limits, which tend to be a bit too high for my comfort, Cosmopolitan, in my opinion, is the closest thing to flawless I've encountered in Las Vegas. Thanks to at Melts Vegas for sharing this picture. Tony? I got nothing. Really? Yeah. So the funny thing was I was talking to somebody this week about um, going to Vegas and they asked so like, well, where are you staying? And I said, well, we're downtown and then we're gonna stay at Cosmo. And I'm like, Cosmo? I'm like, yeah, Cosmopolitan. And he's like, where's that? I'm like, what? <sighs> And he, but he hadn't been to Vegas in like eight or nine years. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the coolest property ever. Yeah. If, if we ever bought a condo in Vegas, it would have to be in Cosmo. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I, I used to. I don't I, know how it couldn't be. I used to think it, it would be Veer, but it's only because of that architecture. There's something about, I can't imagine what it would be like well, to go is. up and down the elevators and, and. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I got to go to work. Boom. Oh, look, now I'm in the fucking, you know. <laughs> God, that would be so hard. God, <laughs> wouldn't that be so hard? I got to walk through this amazing place to go to work. Now. I work from home. Can you imagine having <laughs> that kind of a view? To I, I, I would, would never have a kind of big enough view to work from home from because all of this would not fit in. <laughs> right. It'd just be this tiny little recording area. Yeah, it wouldn't be that. But, no, I mean, it would, uh, honestly, and to be fair, we haven't been in, I've never been in beer. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what any of the property is. I just know that I love Cosmo. I love the location. And if they are still selling condos in that property, who won the lottery? That's where I'm buying them. Oh, they're building them. They're, they're, they're now finishing them. I mean, they still had some, but now they're like the top four floors weren't even done. Uh, well, on that's most fine. Of I mean, they're still going to be ungodly expensive, but I mean, if well, yeah, they that's the problem. Condo, the that's... economy has rebounded, and and they have like been... I said, if we win the lottery, right, we'll buy a condo in Cosmo. They, they have been priced accordingly <laughs> well, now. Well, I mean, buy two, so I can come over and be like, "Good morning, guys." So we'll <laughs> just like, get a two-bedroom. That, that's that's what we have to do. There you I go. mean, oh, oh, so we're all going to room together like we're some sort of Brady Bunch family where Jan and Marsha live together. Just, just no. Is that Tony. reference a little too esoteric? Uh, I was. I was gonna no, say, at, at what point in in Jen this, in the uh, show did they Marcia move in together and, uh, and uh, have an apartment? Jan never they, lived together. So they had a, a couple of made-for-TV movies where they married, where it's called a very Brady wedding, and both Jan and Marcia get married on the same day in this, you know, TV movie. And then they used it as a as a kind of a kickstart for a show that they brought back. It only lasted like eight episodes. Yeah. But it was the concept of the show was Marcia and Jan, with their respective husbands, had bought this house together and they lived in this home together, and it was apparently just a complete ratings poor bomb. Jan well, man like she it. can't even fucking have her wedding day all to herself she gotta share it with fucking right. Marsha 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 yeah so okay well listen as always we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus and Twitter let's move into the news 
other reason why I kind of wanted to quickly move through the twit pick of the week was because this was what I was waiting to get to. This for me is the most exciting part about tonight's show because we've got 360 Vegas Vacation 4 Eve news. Yes, as we are down to single digits till the life-changing event that will be 360 Vegas Vacation 4, we feel it is important to remind first-timers and veterans alike about a standard operating procedure. Communication. Very specifically regarding venue changes. While all the plans for 360 Vegas Vacation 4 are set in stone, the venues in which those events are held in can change for various reasons. And when it does change, it will be last minute. Things like the kickoff meet and greet at Secret Pizza at Cosmopolitan, the limo ride to Fremont Street, dinner at STK, those are all things that we've secured venues for. Nothing's going to happen to them. However, as it has happened before for various reasons, like someone buying out the venue for a private party, money talks in Vegas, and they have no problem going, nope, we're closed. Remember they did that fucking, the, uh, the chandelier bar. Yeah. Broke my fucking heart. Like, oh, we're like, oh, no, I'm sorry, sir. We're closed for a private party. Because it's wide open. Everyone sees everyone having fun. I'm like, no, no, but you can't come you in. You can't come in. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Another reason could be a better option presents itself, which usually means somebody pissed me off and we're going somewhere else. <laughs> or one day, inevitably, we will be encouraged by staff to relocate. <laughs> <laughs> so if you show up to an event venue and we are nowhere to be found, all you need to do is go to social media and you'll find an update on where we've relocated to. Now, our primary means of communication continues to be Twitter, but our Twitter feed flows right into Facebook and all other variations. In all clarity, your Twitter feed flows right into Facebook. Well, which is why I'm saying... Now, I mean, if you're looking... So it's got to be the 360 Vegas. Yeah, you know. at 360 Vegas Twitter handle or any of the 360 Vegas other social media outlets, Facebook, Google+. But not 360 Vegas, Tony, not mine. Yours is right. the only one that feeds right into Facebook. Right. Yeah. So you'll get an update one way or another as to where we're going. If only, if that's the only tweeting I'll, I'll do, that'll be the thing that I'll make sure is done. Like, Assuming we have hey, connection. we got relocated. <laughs> Here's where we've gone to. Well, even if we don't, I can always just take somebody else's phone, log into it, and then make make a quick post. I or, mean, to your next point. What? To your next point. Have what do you? Why do you do this to me? I get on, on a tangent, and then you're like, "Hey, stop!" And then and then read like, I, "But I, I may have been saying something that wasn't writing. That was really really important. I just thought of it at this well, moment." I am I'm sorry I interrupted you in the first place. Yeah. Where are we? What's going on? Well, you can check the Twitter feed and right into Facebook. Or oh yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you want me to read it? <laughs> Yeah, you read it. Okay, so while you can just check the Twitter feed or Facebook feed, it's probably the easiest way to find these sort of... Ugh. Oh, while well, just checking. I'll See, take back. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, take <laughs> <laughs> while just checking our Twitter feed or Facebook feed is probably the easiest way to find out any of these sort of notifications. Another way to make sure, so in Karen's argument, you know, if for some reason we were unable to... If you check out the hashtag 360VegasVacation4, I will clarify in a minute, shut up. 360VegasVacation4, <laughs> uh, if you throw that in your post, not just the ones that we make, but everybody who will be in attendance, someone can search that and then find out what's going on. So the way you do that 
uh, just in case you're not familiar with how to do it, is is at the end of whatever it is you're posting, whether it be Facebook, whether it be on Twitter, is just throw in the number sign or the pound sign 360VV4. No spaces. That simple. As a matter of fact, if you, if, even if you have a hard time uh, remembering that, if you go to the 360VegasPodcast.com website and go to the 360Vegas Vacation tab on there, you'll see the official hashtag if you need a remember uh, or need a reminder on there. So any of the, the tweets that you'll be seeing us do or any of the other posts that you're going to see us do are going to have that hashtag. We've been using it for months now, but that that is that is another way and probably the the safest way to make sure that you're going to find out no matter what somebody's going to be tweeting or, or posting right. about you know whatever the hell is going on but we don't anticipate these things happening but like i said it is inevitable one day we're going to get kicked out of a place we we just we have way too much fun and i gotta i gotta be honest with you i i, I sense i sense if it's going to happen it's going to be a Bellagio. It's going to be, they're going to be not happy at the, at the, at the, the quantity of people creating the volume that we will be creating. See, I, I could be, I could that. be way wrong. I could be way wrong. And I've said many, many times, my lack of affection for Bellagio has nothing to do with the way any like I, I, I've said I feel like I'm not welcome there I feel like they look down on me I feel like they're snobby nobody's ever treated me badly there nobody's ever acted that way to me so it's all self-inflicted so I could be way off I could be there like oh we're fucking Bellagio we love when people get fucking nuts you know up in here but I, I, I don't know that's my gut Mike I think they're gonna love us <laughs> do you yeah yeah, they're going to be like, where have you people been all our lives? <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> Balls in your court, Bellagio. Right. <laughs> the gauntlet's been thrown. That's right. <laughs> no, it's going to be a good time. And, and and I absolutely think that just follow follow Mark on, on Twitter and you'll be able to know exactly where we are. But, uh, you know, I think that by the time we get kicked out of Bellagio, people that are going to show up are going to have been there anyway. Like they're going to be a part of the reason why we get kicked out of Bellagio. It's so only, yeah, it's only ever happened once where, where the venue has out? been, no, 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 where the venue has been relocated, where we planned to be someplace and we went somewhere else. It's only ever happened once. Well, so it wasn't like you got kicked out. No, no, but that will happen one day. I promise you. Okay. There's no way that won't happen. So you're asking for that to happen this trip? <laughs> I'm not asking for it. I am a numbers guy and I know I know us. I know how many people are going to be at this thing. There, There is a mathematical certainty at some point we will be asked to leave. <laughs> is there, as long as they're buying drinks, I don't think so. Yeah. We'll see. And they say, you know, all of these casino folks are like, we want this to be a party place. We want people to feel like they can come here and have a good time and we're the exciting place to be. That, so That's what I'll be yelling as they kick us out. You guys say you want to party. <laughs> we're here to party. Woo! <laughs> I've read Casino Player Magazine. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Tell me about the Resorts World Resurrection. Not even a week after we mocked the report that Resorts World had abandoned their Vegas project, Vegas Bright reports that electrical and sewage pipes have been arriving at the site in mass. Electrical trucks have been on site as well, and a new staircase and elevator shaft for what appears to be a construction crane have been constructed. 
Those that follow the city and troubled projects past will quickly point to many cases of faux progress made for the sake of investor morale. Rest assured, this was a slow news week. This project is still not happening. That being said, both the Desert Inn, Stardust, and Landmark all had significant delays before their project was completed. Now, that being said, when all of those stalled, they were much closer to the state Fountain Blue is in than Resorts World is in. Now, confirming Vegas Bright has some street cred, later in the week, the RJ did a big write-up with the new president of Resorts World who said, quote, Tower cranes will be installed over the next 90 days to begin work on the casino podium and hotel towers beginning in the third quarter. More babble continued about the number of temporary and permanent workers that the project will create, the cost and scope of the project with a 2020 opening date. He went on to claim that they've, quote, done a lot of construction that nobody has ever seen over the last two or three years. Not exciting stuff, like utility lines, working out easements, and building a garage with some office space, unquote. Apparently, the Asian theme was introduced early to the project, hiring ninja contractors to make progress that is undetectable to the human eye. Yada yada, blah blah, and other general specifics were shared about a project that, once again, let me reassure you, is not going to happen. I remember when they made a whole big stink about Andrew Pascal got hired by Crown. They're totally building on their new Frontier site. No, they're not. They're not, are they? This no. Is it wrong that I just sort of want to make a bet with you that this will actually get built? You, you bet they're going to build $4 billion to be in the middle of absolutely for nowhere. for some reason. Because I, I kind of want to be there to say I told you so. Well, see, I have no problem. Happen, that's fine. I have no problem saying I told you so. I just want to call them out on their bullshit. They've owned this land for just about three years. And they've supposedly been doing electrical, building a garage that's invisible to the human eye, Karen. That, that garage is completely invisible. <laughs> no one has ever seen it on the face of this planet. And all of these things were, have been happening behind the scenes. And yet, and yet, what did they start rolling in here? The thing that would be fucking invisible, the goddamn sewage and electrical lines. This is complete Well, you have bullshit. to put the sewage and electrical lines in before you can build anything up. Oh, but, they, but they've been working on all these things. And, and, let, let me manzy you on that one, Karen. Do you know what is currently sitting on the land that they are now getting ready to have you know, build their resort No, I on. don't, but I'm sure you're going to tell it's me. It's the beginning of a resort. Who already did all that part of the construction? That's why they have buildings that have started to build upwards. Ah. They didn't start building that Hold shit on. and go, oh, fuck, you know what we forgot? Electrical and sewage. Except they're building a bigger building than what they were No, they are not doing. building a bigger building. They are building a very similarly sized building. So maybe they realize people are more full of shit now than they were when they originally started, so they need to add more sewage. I'm not saying there isn't a rational argument as to why they would be doing more construction, sewage, electrical. What I'm saying is this new president of this property and resorts world are full of fucking shit, and this thing is not happening, is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm sorry I said a word, because yeah. it apparently <laughs> caused you to go off on a tangent. Ninja contract. <laughs> Well, this leads nicely into the next topic, Nevada <laughs> Conservancy. 
death with dignity. Yes, Nevada is considering, in a move that could virtually ensure Karen and I will retire to Las Vegas, the state of Nevada is considering allowing doctors to prescribe end-life medication. For those of you unfamiliar, in the mid-90s, Oregon legalized those with terminal conditions to make the choice to end their own life instead of letting the disease slowly and painfully degrade their body until it gave up. Since then, four other states have followed their lead, including Washington, Vermont, Colorado, and California. While not a state, Washington, D.C. also passed the law in 2016. Here's how it works. The patient must be 18 years or older, in Nevada's case, that is, a resident of the state for at least 30 days. God, you got to be two years in, in Oregon. Remember that? Yeah, it's a long Oof. time. And still capable of making and communicating health conditions and decisions. Two physicians must agree on the diagnosis of a terminal illness that will lead to death within a projected six months. Patients seeking the prescription to end life must submit the request orally first, then wait 15 days, make a second oral request, followed by a written one. Once that is done, there's a 48-hour waiting period before the patient can acquire the prescribed medications. This year, 23 states are discussing death with dignity legislation. Are, are you familiar with this thing, Tony? Oh, very much so, sure. I, I, this to me, there is, there's one fear I have on, on this planet, and it is the being the absolute catatonic, painful burden upon this world that is, yeah, you're just... Hasn't stopped you in all these years. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but I don't shit myself, Tony. I don't shit myself. People, you know, I'm not constantly... Then you're not doing Vegas vacation. <laughs> What he means is on a daily basis, he doesn't shit himself. Thanks, sure. Okay, yes. right. Yeah. And even if he does, he can take care of himself right now. Right. At some point, he wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be able yeah, to. He can wipe he his own ass. feed himself. Exactly. Can, yeah, exactly. That's more his fear. But, no, what I find interesting about this law, though, is it is a date within a projected, a death date within six months. And I, I feel like Oregon's, if I remember correctly, is a lot longer than that. I mean, this is a really short time frame. And the fact that you have to submit your request orally twice over a period of time and then in then in writing like you have to be going downhill fast to be able to get these drugs i agree in nevada if you have to have i, I, two I agree doctors in the agree. sense here's what i feel it is it's it's the same as nevada legalizing medical marijuana and then within like six months later like going we should just do it like recreationally like they're like we we like this idea but uh we're, we're kind of afraid to really commit to yeah. it that's, that's kind of what it seems like. Yeah. I mean, this is only going to be for the folks that are seriously, like, seriously, terminally right. ill, that there's just no hope in hell. Uh, from from and, everything. But, but can they do, can they submit a request verbally if they're that ill? I find it interesting that they're looking to pass this legis legislation. I think it's the first step into maybe less restrictive laws. Yeah. But I think it's an interesting first step. Tony, what do you think? Uh, listen... This is a weird situation where I've got like this libertarian Republican streak kind of crossing together here because the libertarian in me is like, yeah, hey, if you want to take the medication, kick the bucket early, that's totally cool. The Republican in me is like, yeah, and you won't be sucking down my government money being on Medicare and Medicaid. So, 
So I, exactly. I, I don't see any downside. I need social security. You're going to take too much. I want your social security. Take these pills. <laughs> you know what I think would best sum, uh, sum it up? If you have the opportunity, there's a phenomenal documentary out there called How to Die in Oregon. That thing brought me to tears. And I was like, that's how I want to go. I, I, the, the fear that I had in life, you know, it, going the way that these people go and just fading into nothing catatonic, alive by machines, this prevents that from happening. And I agree with that. I'm going to offer a flip side that you're probably not going to like, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right, go for it. Um, you know, my dad was, oh, God damn it, I'm going to tear up. My dad was diagnosed with Lewy body dementia, yeah. which if anyone doesn't know what it is, it's basically dementia, but it's also physically as well as mentally de degenerative. And there were a rough, rough couple years where you could watch him go down, but he was still able to get up and take care of himself and do everything else. Um, we were sort of envisioning this awful, horrific, long-term care situation. And it wasn't. He went fast. Right. Really fast. So it's one of those things where, you know, I bet there, I don't know that my dad could have found two doctors within six months of when he actually died that would have said, yeah, you'll be dead within six months. Well, yeah, I think Nevada, uh, Nevada's rule so, aside, let, let's let's throw Oregon's in there where it's a little more reasonable. Well, I but think. I guess all I'm saying is I, you don't know when or how long it's actually going to be. Some people with, and, and most people don't know that Robin Williams had the same disease and that's why he killed himself because he was starting to feel the symptoms and knew what the long-term prognosis right. could be. But I, I guess that's, and I, I agree for the record, I agree with your stance that if if your quality of life just sucks, right? I, I get it. I'm, I, I get yeah, I'm, wanting to do that. I'm not saying it's like going, oh, you know what? You're going to terminally die in six months. We're putting you down. What I'm saying is, <laughs> is it should be someone's choice. And, and to be fair, if you watch that, I can't recommend that film enough because even the way that we're describing it is not doing it any justice whatsoever. Like I very specifically well, no, there, think there about that lady. That was supposed to be dead like three or four times, and she had the medication yeah. and just sat on she it, didn't do anything it. with it until it got bad yeah. and it was going down like they they told her she's like I, like she lived way longer than like couple, than they said like, it was going to uh, happen like 4 or 5 years longer yeah and but it was there so they knew when it was going down that you weren't going to rebound from this when it was going down it was going to happen and and she up until like a week before she decided she was going to do it didn't know she was going to do it and then Decided that's what she can't a piece came to her and she decided she was gonna do I, I'm, I'm just ruining a, a Phenomenal film watch that movie. Anyway, it's so good. I guess that's my only counterpoint sometimes you don't know even with these terminal illnesses if it's gonna be a long Like years and years and years. Right. It's gonna happen fast. Yeah, I mean, you don't know and I yeah and, and I'm not saying if someone were to tell me like mark you're gonna die in six months like I need some medication right now I would ride that shit out I mean, <laughs> just well, Yeah, you consider the how fast my dad went that yeah. wasn't he was able to take care of himself right up until he went into the hospital. Yeah, I, so. I've said I don't plan on living past like 60 or 70. I, I don't plan on, but you I will, can't see me rolling my eyes. But I will live to 100 if I'm able to still walk around and do the shit that I want to do. That that's really the concern, you know. If I'm wheelchair bound or I'm fucking 
you know, caning it all over the place, and I, I'm barely, you know, there's fucking walkers. I don't, I, no, I'm not interested. I don't, I don't Come need on, to be. We'll around. get you a rascal, and you can tear around the casinos. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, I'll move you to Vegas. You'll live a shitload longer if I move you out there. <laughs> I keep trying to commit suicide in it by running into like walls, and you're like, it's never gonna work, Mark. It doesn't matter how fast you're going, it's never gonna work. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Instead, all you're doing is you're just ramming your head into things. You're like, oh. My. Well, I can't even do that because the rascal thing is too far out, like the front of it. Like, I would have to try and, like, sideswipe a you, wall. You'd have to, like, walk, like, park yourself against the wall and just go, wham. wham. <laughs> like, what, what is he doing? I had an accident. Yeah, wham, what is wham. he doing? Like, hey, that's never going to work. He's, he's trying to kill himself again. <laughs> like, uh, I know. It's just kind of like, Mark. <laughs> Can someone pull him away from the wall? God damn it. <laughs> So embarrassing. Something else that's embarrassing. Caesars Entertainment is sharing old plans again. Yes, just making their way out of bankruptcy. Let's spend some money. That was fun the first time. In their most recent earnings call, apparently devoid of any real news, Caesars announced development plans they announced for the first time about a year ago. Once again, they informed that they would be investing $90 million in renovating some 1,200 rooms at Flamingo, a project that is now planned to begin in August with a projected completion date in the second quarter of 2018. Even less interesting, they shared plans to do something with the 80 to 90 acres they originally planned to use for a stadium project, one that never got off the ground and was buried once MGM opened T-Mobile Arena at New York, New York. The land that is located behind Bally's down to Planet Hollywood will be used for additional convention space, retail, and something referred to as, quote, other offerings our customers would desire. <laughs> <laughs> like resort fees. Right, yeah, right. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> no word when or who cares. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I love it. Fine. Let's roll into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Travel Zork reports that the Venetian, Palazzo, and Westgate all have drink monitoring systems at their bars, and Golden Nugget, Treasure Island, and Hard Rock are coming soon. So let's just skip to the end. They will all have them. There's nothing wrong with this system. Let's just not continue to talk about its slow adaptation. Yeah, it's there, except that it's over. It's your turn. Put your phone down. Oh, the dog went after my turn. And that, that's why you're, you weren't yep, even... Yep, that's completely why. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Eater Vegas reports that the Orleans Buffet has now closed to undergo renovations with no known completion date. In related news, as it is food and from Eater Vegas, Luke's Lobster has reopened at the Fashion Show Mall, located in the mall's exterior frontage in something resembling a shack and selling, quote, traceable and sustainable seafood dishes, whatever the hell that means. And it's really bad that I had to say that because I know exactly what that means. What does that mean? Oh, I can't wait. So traceable means they can tell you exactly where the fish was caught. I figured, and sustainable I figured that. Sustainable means that it's caught in a way that doesn't wipe out the entire population. So, for example, they'll only fish so many fish, you know, in, in one area in a given year. Or depending, so that on, there's 
depending on the fish population, right, they may use rod and reels instead of nets. That's that's fair, but in my defense, in my uh, that when I read this, I was like, how are you going to make a sustainable seafood dish? I'm going to eat it. It's not going to be sustained. <laughs> It's going to be digested. But it basically means if you eat the fish, it's right. not going to wipe I out get it now. everything I of get that it fish. Now. Okay. I get it now. But here's here's possibly the, the best story. Okay, but this word is good. This is going to be the best. The word is good. The word is not as you wrote it. I don't care. A complete moron is suing Planet Hollywood for at least $10,000 in damages after he claimed he suffered injuries while attempting to flee from a mannequin in a glass cabinet he was surprised to see in his room at the property back in 2015 when he first entered the dark room. What are you, a fucking cat? <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking of like when you sneak up on a cat and they freak the fuck out, <laughs> jump straight up, and then scramble on a, on a slippery floor to try and get away. Like, what the <laughs> fuck have you possibly seen? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he's like Shaggy from <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Shaggy and Scooby just run in. Yeah. That little sound going. Right, right. For those of you that don't know, who've never stayed at Planet Hollywood before. Planet Doink, Scooby! <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is that noise? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Planet Hollywood rooms are all themed with various movie memorabilia and in some cases have mannequins wearing outfits from the movie that the room is themed after. And even in this case, how this is even possible to me, I can't wrap my head around. They're in glass fucking cases that you can't get in. And perhaps maybe that's the scary thing is like, why is there a man locked in this glass box? He's stuck in the glass box, he can't get out. And it's built into the wall. It's not like since yes! you're freestanding in the middle of the room. Right! <laughs> and normally the mannequins don't have heads on them. It's it usually a body with an outfit. Why is this headless man in my room? <laughs> <laughs> the, but it gets better. I even have a quote. The man claims, quote, the incident has left him limited in what he can do for work and fun including a loss of life enjoyment. <laughs> I will never get over the day I saw a headless man in glass in my room. I don't, I don't, I, where do I go from here? That, that truly is the day that music dies. <laughs> and, and the sad thing is, the sad thing is, that is worth $10,000 to him. <laughs> Your entire life is devoid of happiness. And wait, what did he say? Uh, joy. Uh, joy. Yeah. Life enjoyment. L limited and what you could do for work and fun, including a loss of <laughs> like how he can't work. And I want ten grand. Well, I want to hear more about the work. Like, like is is he literally in an interview? Like, going, I'm I'm totally ready to work here. Like, going, yeah. I mean, it's wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you do you have headless mannequins here? <laughs> no, it was. Wait, do I need to be full of joy? <laughs> right. I can't. I, I listen. If you need me to be happy while I work at this job, I I am unable to, be to a hype do man that. at a comedy club. Yeah. Oh my God! He can't. He can't Yay. smile at guests as they come in. Yeah, he can't. Be, yeah. He can't ever be a Walmart greeter ever. No. Planet Hollywood well, has no. taken that career opportunity away from him. Can you imagine working retail with all of those headless mannequins everywhere? Oh, that was so many flashbacks. It would just happen over and over and over again. <laughs> just constant, constant cat on slippery floor. <laughs> oh my God! What a oh, fucking great. idiot! 
yeah, that'll be that that lawsuit should be kicked pretty quickly out of the courts. See, God I was going to say on the opposite. It needs to be televised. I want them like I want this whole thing to go like I, I, I pray <laughs> you want it to go to trial. All of it. And, and I want the lawyer to have a long drawn out story about how this has affected him. And I want him to go through intricate details of the horrors of this experience. And horrors? then at the end. Horror, horror, the horrors. Oh, horrors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't know what he ended up doing to that headless mannequin. <laughs> or, or what the headless mannequin did to him. I'm just saying. Granted, I'll they're all shaped like kid dolls. Me. <laughs> it fell out of the case and started falling towards it. Ah, it was violated. It was anatomically correct. I love, I love that. I want to know what the injuries are, too. What happened that caused the injury? Probably he flipped on his ass and hit his head on the floor. And, oh, you had a concussion. I'm retarded for life. <laughs> for life. Sorry. As opposed to those who were able to overcome retardation. <laughs> no, overcome concussions. Oh, is that what you said? I thought you said, oh, I hit my head, now I'm retarded for life. Oh. She did. <laughs> because... I hit my head and I'm concussed for life. Doesn't sound like it's that. Not, yeah, it's not as funny. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Carl Marx. No, Richard Marx. <laughs> I even looked at that and thought, well, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> He's not quite that old. He's old, but he ain't that old. Stalinism is going to have a residency. <laughs> Richard Marks will have a short-term residency at the Flamingo starting August 15th through September 2nd with various dates off in between. While these were the only dates announced, Mr. Marks did comment that he hopes it's the beginning of, quote, a long and fruitful relationship with Las Vegas, unquote. Shows will start at 7.30 p.m. and tickets start at, wow, 60 bucks. I guess you can pull that since you're at the Flamingo. He makes he makes more sense to me than Donnie and Marie, so I can't really make fun of him. I can at least go, well, yeah, I guess that guy had a shit ton of hits uh, that I'm aware of. Yeah, but it's only $30 per person because you get two people with Donnie and Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Two people I don't I don't know shit about. <laughs> Puppy love and what was the other one? The country, a little bit country, a little bit hits. They're rock and roll. That's all I know. Songs. Oh, is that what they do? I'm sure they do. They have to do covers. Well, they got albums out, right? Well, Donnie does. Oh no, what is, does. What, oh, Donnie had that one. Remember, it was like a big hit in the '80s, and people were like, "Who is this?" And they wouldn't say they wouldn't because say who it was, yeah. because if, if people found Sol out, they'd be like, "Donnie." Was it Soldier oh. of Love? Was it Soldier of Love? I think it was. I think it was Soldier of Love. I think it might have been. Yeah. Somebody will tweet us and tell us. Yeah. No, no point in looking it up. Yeah. Mary J. Blige is performing at the Pearl at Palms on Friday, September 1st. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 70 bucks. She'd be a huge oh. Vegas residency if that ever happened at Flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> Not at the Palms. No. 
Chris Rock is performing two shows at the Park Theater at Monte Carlo, both Saturday, June 19th. The first will be at 7 p.m., the second at 10.30. Tickets start at $50. How the fuck is Chris Rock getting 50 bucks and Richard Marx is getting 60? I know. Yeah. That's that's excellent observation, actually. <laughs> Jeez, Boston is performing at the Park Theater at Monte Carlo, Saturday, June 17th. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at an appropriately priced $34. <laughs> Carlos Mencia is at the Orleans Friday and Saturday, August 18th and 19th. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 35 bucks. And Mark, I know you saved this last one just for yourself. I didn't intentionally, but as we started going through it, it's funny how often I totally don't did. pay you attention. Totally I did. did. I, I did. Subconsciously. I did on on the story to mock the guy who ran like a fucking scared cat uh -huh. in, from the mannequin, but I didn't. I didn't in this case, but it worked out well. Old School Party Jam featuring Morris Day and the motherfucking time. Club Nuevo, Shock G of the Digital Underground, and more are performing at the Orleans Saturday, October 21st. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at, again, even if the tickets aren't for sale, information about the price would logically make sense to share up front. Figure it out on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm kind of glad that worked out that that this was was yours because I I don't know unless I maybe heard songs from them I don't know that I've heard of any of these people. Oh, more staying the time. Come Digital on, Jungle Love, Digital Underground, Humpty Dance, buddy. Club oh, okay. Sure. See, there you go. All right, there you go. I'm sure I would have I would know a song by Dig, uh, by uh, Club Nouveau. I just don't know it off the top of my head. Hey Siri, what's Club Nouveau's most popular song? Rumors. Look at all these rumors. Surrounding me every day. <laughs> I need some time. And Tony doesn't. I do think way. it would be fun to see one of these things because as many acts as they have, and these things start at like seven thirty. You know, this isn't like I mean, I don't an hour think and a half each. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 not going to be like your standard traditional concert. What it's going to be is for like an hour and a half, two hours. You're going to see like ten bands. <laughs> they're going to come out. They're going to sing. The song or two that you really know, they're going to sing a song that you might know, and then they're going to go. <laughs> well, don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. I love our listeners. I love our listeners. I love our listeners for this listener feedback right here. <laughs> you made the point a moment ago. Why would we look something up and the listeners are going to do it? Andrew Quarantine. Yeah. Tony, share with us what Andrew shared with us. My pleasure. He said, so a few weeks ago, you shared a random Vegas about a guy who stole a plane and attempted suicide by crashing into the landmark. However, what we didn't know is if he survived. Once again, our listeners stepped up and Andrew shared a newspaper article regarding the incident confirming that he did in fact die. His suicide letter indicated he was distraught over the breakup of his month-old marriage. <laughs> An eyewitness said that after Shaw began his collision course, he appeared to be attempting to pull the plane up at the last minute, indicating that he had changed his mind but it was too late. 
Instead of crashing into the landmark, he only clipped the L that sat at the top of the tower and crashed through the ceiling of the Las Vegas Convention Center 200 yards away, which fortunately was not in use at the time. That is amazing. <laughs> this doesn't surprise me, actually, that Andrew would come through for us. Andrew is probably one of the coolest, nicest guys you're ever going to meet. I mean, this is And you'll have the opportunity phenomenal. to in single digits. Single yep, digit yep, days. Exactly right. <laughs> less than a week. That's no, right. I owe Andrew a beer for this because this is this, this is, is awesome. freaking amazing. Yeah. Yes. That was that was top quality work, sir. All right. Well, guys, I guess that's probably gonna do it then for episode 232. Anything else from either of you? All right. Thank you for all listening and downloading. I turned their mics off so they couldn't respond. <laughs> we really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates like Amazon, tickets.accessvegas.com. You can use Earth Limos by using the promo code 360vegas or just make a PayPal donation. You can also buy merchandise from our store, zazzle.com slash 360vegas. And of course, we do get a cut of those profits. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, much like our buddy Andrew Corrington, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can people find you? I am at 360vegastony. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. We may have some content out next week. I can't promise it. We may. And the next show will be a trip report. It will be. It will be the, the 360 Vegas Vacation 4 trip report. So, until then. Yeah.